Hello, and welcome to Ethical Seduction, your sex and relationship podcast. We explore topics and skills designed to help you get what you want, both in and out of the bedroom. Flirting is similar to an art form where there are skills and techniques that one can develop, but ultimately you're going to need to create your own style based on what works with you. So in this podcast episode, we're going to explain like what flirting is, how you can flirt well, and we're going to try to give some examples of some easy, fun flirting techniques or styles that you can kind of develop and make your own, that make it to where it fits with you the way you are. So I am your host, Stephen, and joining me today, Ava's out. And she is out partying. She had a friend come in from out of town. And so she is doing her own thing with that. But we have Kimberly. Hello. And Brandy. Hi. I'm going to start with like anything interesting happened this week. As you all know, um, our local club, The Mark, which is our kinky community center that we all all go to and volunteer with, uh, finally reopened after an entire year of being closed. Yay. Um, yeah. And I, and I think we all kind of helped a little bit with that, you know, maybe behind the scenes and things like that. So Kimberly and I decided we were going to help most of all by going as participants. Mm. So we paid our door fee and got in there and just had a fun, a fun night. Um, but it, it went really well. And that's what I was going to talk about. It's just like, you know, because COVID's still going on. And so we had like the pandemic procedures and everybody had to stay six feet away and masked all the time and, you know, all those kind of things. But yeah, you know, and they took temperature checks at the front door very, very professionally. The you know, which is what we expected and what we worked on, uh, f- for how they had it set up. But it really went smoothly, and I think that was the part that everybody was kind of just you know, it's the first time in a whole year to have it reopen. So I, you know, I think everybody was kind of curious like how that would go. But Kim- Kimberly, what were your thoughts? Oh, I think it was really well done, um, and I felt safe. Um... Mm-hmm. Even though I'm vaccinated, I feel more safe maybe than other people, but still, um, it felt like they did everything or, and we were kind of involved in that. So we did everything mm-hmm. that we possibly could to make everybody safe. Yeah. Yeah. And I only had one shot. So I would, as we meet people, I'd be like, well, have you been vaccinated? You know? And again, I was staying at the distance and things, but, uh, what I have found is like, it really I don't, I don't think I've met anybody who has not had at least one shot at this point in our circle, in, in the people that are going to the club. And I would say at, at over half probably had, or like you, Kimberly, where they're in healthcare or education or something like that, where they've had both, both shots. So that was, that was nice. I would not have been t- totally comfortable. If like nobody had shots, I, I would not have been comfortable with it. But the way it was, it was like, no, it was really, you know, really pretty good. So, but I am looking forward to getting my second shot, you know, mm. getting fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So. But Brandy, you were missed because I know you're not there. Oh, yeah, and we only had, I, I they had like, th- they had like 35 people, which is not a lot, especially for, you know, our club is, I don't know, I'm going to say often we'll have a hundred people or something like that mm-hmm. in there. So it was not a lot of people. And I think in the back of Kimberly and I, our head is like, what's it going to feel like? Is it going to feel weird and empty and whatever? And it felt great. And maybe Aww. it's because you have... 35 people but everybody's standing further apart so i mean it really kind of filled up you know didn't fill up but it was like the space did not feel empty but still this just to be back in that environment in your community where you feel like you belong and it's accepting like just to be in that energy again i i bet was wonderful it it was and that was that's what we noticed like people Mm -hmm. did play kimberly and i played um but we most people were there for the socializing, you know, and to see their mm-hmm. friends and kind of, you know, to reconnect. And and there were several people 
um, I'm thinking of somebody, well, I'm thinking of two people. I hadn't seen in like, well, forever, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like they had stuff going on, so they didn't come out, and then the pandemic hit. So it was like, you know, two years, you know? or And so that was that was really cool to kind of get the, mm -hmm. to see them and catch up. It was, you know, very, I'm going to say happy moments, so. Yeah. Well, good. Anybody else? Anything interesting? Yes. Brandy, this is going to make you so sad. Oh, God. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Great! I love your attitude. Wait, wait, wait. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think what it might be. Something that's gonna make me sad. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's got to be baking. It's. I'm thinking. Did you have like a huge baking failure and you've given it up forever? What happened? Okay, what? I had half an orgasm. <gasps> that sounds fucking horrible. Our face. What? Okay. What? So this is this half was really. <gasps> this was not. <laughs> anybody's fault but so i <laughs> i took a nap and steve was supposed to wake me up an hour like mm -hmm. friday was it friday or saturday anyway i think it anyway so he woke me up in an hour and then i was like i feel like having an orgasm so <laughs> we were doing that and since i was so sleepy I was trying to say don't stop, but all that came out was stop. <gasps> so he stopped oh, right man. at that boundaries. Oh, oh my god! And then I, she was and like, I was like, "What, what are you doing?" You, <laughs> like, you, know, you know what's happening? Why are you stopping? Yeah. And then uh, he was like, "You said stop," and I was like, "Oh, I did." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that. It was literally oh, half so satisfied. Oh man! So and then we like, tried to pick it back up. Yeah, where we just, left off, and it was like, nope. The, the don't work like had that. changed, yeah. and mood had mm -hmm. gone, and mm -hmm. and yeah. oh, I'm so sorry. It happens. Yeah. So I will share that. Um, I mean, this isn't necessarily exciting. I think I've already shared that I was on like some medicine to help me sleep, and it's making me have really um, intense sexual dreams. And tell I'm us not, about them. Well, I'm not so. <laughs> I'm not necessarily upset about having the dreams. It's just I wake up and I've been so active in my dreams, fun active, that I feel like I haven't slept. But like I, this has happened once now and it almost happened the other day too. It's like I woke up and when I woke up, it was like into an orgasm happening. Yeah. So I don't think I can go to the doctor and be like, listen, doctor, we need to change my medicine because I'm just having too, you know, many sex dreams. And then I'm waking up from work <laughs> and she'd be like, I need to know this to tell this other patients. Right. So I'm really conflicted because I'm like, OK, my sleep is, you know, could be better. But gosh, the benefits are kind of nice. so conflicted. what to do, what to I know, do. I know. But anyway, it's a quandary. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> So that's exciting when that happens, but. Hey, Brandy, did yeah. you do uh, last week's homework of having, going out and having, starting up three engaging conversations? Steve, Why are you laughing? Because, you know, it is, it is. You're so not even looking in the camera. You're I, like looking down. What is. I completely forgot about it. <laughs> and then I've been sitting here thinking, maybe I can like think of some people I spoke to that like wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't you're obligated gonna, to talk to. I was like, can I make that count? You were going to lie to me and gonna, be like, you're because the point was to do it consciously. Yeah, me, I, I, was, I got so good. at. Yeah, it. I was going to say Kimberly probably didn't do it either. Right. I don't feel bad. Okay. I forgot. No. 
Okay. Hey, Not it's as no bad problem. as having no problem orgasm. At all. I, mean, I don't feel that bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we've had, you know, we've done homework now for like two weeks. And so far, like nobody's turned anything in. Nobody's done anything. Well, we're on like that month curve that you started Wait, when it took you a yeah. month to do the quiz. So we're still ahead exactly. of the game technically. We're okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hate you all. Okay. Let's start a new segment. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so let me say this. Actually, for people, you know, at home, like if you did something, if you know, hopefully you went out and you did try to start some engaging conversations because with strangers, because, you know, all this point was like last week and doing it, it's like it just takes practice. So if you start just kind of doing it a little bit and you start to get in the practice, you're going to you're going to be able to have those skills there when you actually want to use them. And it's not going to feel as weird as awkward. So that was the thing. But it does not need to be romantic. It's just like just have the conversation. Um yeah. Oh, I'll throw this out there. So I, uh, I, I, I got a date with the the uh, older lady who gave me my my COVID shot. She did Aww. such a nice job with it, and and uh, and I was like, you did it? Like it was like one second, you know, and I didn't even really feel it. And I was like, that's it. And she was like, what's wrong, honey? You know, and I'm like, is it done? Did you just do it? And she's like, oh yeah, I did. It. And I was like, that was great. And she was like, really, you like that? Maybe we should do this again. Do you want to come back and do it? I was like, yes, I do want to come back. So I have a date with her in three weeks. Oh, yeah. that's lovely. And she's gonna stick me with another needle. Oh, that's great. I wonder if it's I'm gonna be the same place excited. or different place. You know, change uh, it up. I'm probably gonna. Same, oh, same place, you know, like so same damn spot. That's where the My Little Pony um, Band-Aid came from that we posted on yeah. Instagram His on his arm. That's mm-hmm. that's what that was. With, mm-hmm. That's my COVID girlfriend. He oh, was like, is nice. this like Hello Kitty? I was like, oh, Stephen. I couldn't see Hello it because of where it was positioned. <laughs> I was like, it's clearly My Little Pony. All right, new segment. On your, your first shot, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. New segment. Um, I Pinterest has the weirdest damn stuff, and I mean this in a good way. They have lot. I mean, it's Pinterest is basically a search engine, so it's no different really than Google, right? Except that people are putting together their pins, and so the, I see these pins, and I'm like, I have to click on this. And so I have this one that I found, and it was like ten tips for initiating sex with your husband. And then right below it has like the tagline to love, honor, and vacuum dot com. And I'm like, what the fuck? I have to. You got to click on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. Okay. So then, you know, read through the thing or whatever. And at the end of this thing, I was like, we're going to have to talk about this, you know, because I feel like, um, you know, it's like, what, what is our main goals is ethical seduction. What are we trying to do? Right. And so it's like, we're trying to teach people social skills and flirting and just stuff. And it's not just with like flirting, it's things that just help with life. But there is a lot of, I'm going to say it, misinformation that is out there. And some of it, like in this case, the the lady who wrote this article is not trying to do it on purpose. She believes in loving and honoring and vacuuming. And so, you know, it's not like she's a bad person or anything like that. But I felt like the, the, um, what do you call it, the material that she is presenting is not good or not healthy. So I want, I, I thought like, okay, we need to, you know, this is what I'm like, I call bullshit. You know, her advice that she's giving is not, in my opinion, good. And so I wanted to kind of flag that because I feel like there's a, there's a lot of stuff that's out there that I'll check, you know, see or whatever. And it's like, yes, you could say it's all opinion. Okay, fine. But it, you know, some stuff is going to be more beneficial 
to people than other things. There mm -hmm. is bad advice. And I think what we want to do is call out the bad advice. And I'm going to say also help people be able to think. So when they come across something, to be able to stop and think a little bit and be like, does this make sense? Is this good advice, you know, or what? So, so that's, that's the whole point I'm going to say of the, I call bullshit segment. We're not going to attack the person generally, but we are going to discuss the ideas and, and what you all think about this. Mm -hmm. So, and the article's not all bad. There are certain parts of it in there that are, are I think, good advice, you know, but um, to love, honor, and vacuum.com. So uh, a couple, I have some some quotes, I guess, out of it, okay? So I want to hear what you all think, and I'll probably let you all talk first. But so one of the things in the advices says, like, out of the last five times that you've made love, oh, and this is, this is written towards women. Okay, towards wives. Out of the last five times that you've made love, how how many times have you initiated sex, and how many has your husband initiated? If you if you say he's initiated all five, that could be a problem. Okay, do you, does that raise any red flags to you all, or are you kind of like eh, or what? I mean, I'm not an initiator, so it's going to raise a red flag to me because I'm just not comfortable doing that. So, well, you would kind of a oh, you would say. It's fine for for the husband. To have initiated? Yeah, all five times. For me, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I mean, I don't think it's the end of the world. Like, I don't, you know? I, I don't think we should be like... I mean, it'd be different if he was initiating and like... Or he had voiced, he wished that she initiated more. And that doesn't seem to be coming across in what you're telling me as of yet. Yeah. So it seems yeah. like we might be making an issue out of a non-issue of both people. Well, it's not... That was a lead in and that's one okay. of the sentence and that's like, that was like the second sentence of the whole article. Um, so, but any, anyway, yeah, it's not the end of the world, you know, but I was like, okay, what am I reading? What mm -hmm. is, you know, so then, then she gets in. And so advice number three, which is not bad advice is like when you're initiating stuff, like don't be embarrassed. That's not bad advice. And she says, and this, this resonated with me, good girls don't like sex. That quote. Okay. Wait, she Did says you, that. No, oh, no, wait, 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 let me finish. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, good we girls don't like to jump all over that. One. I know. We good girls ready. don't like sex. Did you grow up thinking that? If you grew up thinking that that only boys wanted sex and girls just acquiesce, then you might think that it's your role to sit back and just respond to him. Uh, anything else somehow upsets the apple cart. That seems to be what our first letter writer in this example was experiencing. So I will say, like, that's kind of a good summary of like how I was brought up because, you know, my parents didn't directly come out and they didn't do good girls don't like sex, but it was just sort of like, yeah, that the guys got to do this stuff and the girls acquiesce, which is really accidentally poor advice because it sets you up to think like, well, if the girls acquiesce, well, I guess I have to like figure out how to convince them and trick them to take their pants off. Mm -hmm. And so that's where now I'm very aware of, I mean, and I didn't ever do that. I was always the nice guy. So unfortunately, everybody kept their pants on and it was very, very lonely. Okay? <laughs> I know, but, but there was, but that sets up some problems. Okay. So I read that and I thought like, okay, well that part resonates with me, you know, and I think there's, there's something to it. And she goes on, says, but good girls do want sex. God gave us sex drives too. And inside marriage, sex is supposed to be a wonderful thing for both of you. Think about it this way. This is the only man on earth who can touch you like that. He's the only man on earth who really turns you on. You don't need to be around, embarrassed <laughs> around him. I know that this can be a hard transition to make, but practice little things like saying to him the morning after you make love, 
I had fun last night, or you've made me feel great. Practice talking about it afterwards, and it makes it easier to talk about it beforehand. So saunter up to him and whisper in his ear, do you want me to drive you crazy tonight? He'll get the message. What are, you, what are your all thoughts? <clears throat> well, I think the main problem I have with that whole thing is just that it's, and this is just my opinion. I get that other people have their opinions about sex and marriage, but it's just like saying like, oh, you, you have to wait until marriage to have right. sex or it's wrong. And I don't agree with that. That's my opinion. That's the main thing that like struck me when you were reading and the idea that like you know only one person can fulfill you yeah sexually mm -hmm. it's obviously erroneous i mean yeah well and i would agree with that uh, and i don't like that their belief there that is a belief you know and i know it's like well i have a religious belief and that starts to structure certain things to it mm -hmm. um brandy what are your thoughts before i say something I mean, yeah, I have to try to get past so much of what you've just said that I don't disagree with to try to find some understanding for myself. Um, and, but I still, after all that, come back to, I mean, there was never like a problem voice. It's not like the husband came up and said, hey, I would like you to initiate more. So I'm not sure. I mean, maybe she's trying in a way to let the female have a voice and a... Um, an active participation in the experience, be it you're married, monogamous, and that's your only partner for the rest of your life and blah, blah, blah. But I like, sorry, ahead. the, like the assumption is the woman is naturally not that way. So that also is problematic for me, but right. I like that there is in the end, like the communication aspect, which I feel like, is is good advice in the end like communicate afterwards with your partner mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there is some good you know of, of what's like it is a mix um and i had to think about like what rubbed me the wrong way with mm -hmm. this you know to me and i again i read the whole well i didn't read the whole article but i skimmed through the whole article to kind of get the point okay what i don't like though is it's like you know the, the whole point is like you women your duty is to open up your vagina to your man like if you're not doing that something's wrong which is my next thing is like, I don't like that. Something's mm -hmm. wrong with you. If you're not initiating right. sex, there's something wrong with you. And, and God doesn't like that. And then, you know, it's like, you don't need to be embarrassed around him. So that statement, yeah, that's true. But it's like, but it's also sometimes like, yeah, sometimes you do have to be embarrassed around him. Sometimes he hits you. Sometimes he belittles you. Sometimes you get gaslighted. Those things are real. So I don't like the thing of like, like he's, he's your husband. He's allowed to touch you. You do not need to be in the rest. Just, just open your legs, please. You know, mm -hmm. that attitude, which is not, you know, none of that is written, but that is what I kind of really get the meaning out of here. I think that's bad and really sending the wrong message. That's the thing that really rubbed me the wrong way is the unsaid, like, this is what you just need to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, piss me off like the idea that it's your wifely duty um right. to have sex with your husband there's no choice in that and the whole concept is just very patriarchal mm -hmm. it is it's to love honor and vacuum.com 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, again, I think the lady who wrote this thing, I know she's got her beliefs and she's writing them from that perspective. I get that. It's a bad perspective, in my opinion. It has dangers that are built into that thing that send bad messages. And that's all I've really wanted to kind of say with this whole segment. Mm-hmm. And if somebody, mm-hmm. you know, is listening and they disagree with me, like, I, I get that. You know, it, again, it's it's done with good intentions, but I really, the point is like, just because something's done with good intentions doesn't mean that the end results are kind of the best. And that's what mm-hmm. I am hoping to have the discussions about and really think through. So mm-hmm. a, any last thoughts on that from you all? No, no, I don't really want to give it any more attention. Yeah. Well, think about it next time you mm-hmm. pick up the vacuum to go around your house. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just vacuumed Thanks. today with my new vacuum. Oh, <laughs> good wife, good wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's roll into the main topic that we have tonight, which is we're going to talk about the art of flirting. Um, and that's we're going to kind of break it down into teasing and flirting. They're kind of related. They're kind of separate. So I wanted like the first. Let me a little bit of background. Okay. So when I first create, when I was doing these ethical seduction classes, I created a class, and it was called the Art of the Tease. Um, and I wanted to. It's something I think people say like, "Oh, Steve, you're really kind of good at the teasing, and you know you do it with stuff, and you know it comes off well." And so I, I do think it was like a technique or style. Um, and I wanted to kind of try to analyze myself and be able to share that with people of like, just how exactly was I doing it? So that, that class presented that class and it, it was a little, it didn't go over as smoothly as what I wanted. And people had, um, a little bit of a hard time, I think with parts of it with like, you know, well, teasing can be bad, which I understood, but there was, I think more focus and more people thought about teasing as a bad as a, like a bullying type thing than me who was thinking of it more of like how do you um use it to kind of in a positive way to like amp up the excitement or the sexual tension that kind of thing you know so it just it it didn't go as smoothly as what i thought and so what i ended up sort of learning about that later was like we need i need to be able to teach people to read people the one we did before uh first because if you can't read the person you don't know if you just said something that was bad or wrong you know you the the flirting and the teasing really does kind of need those skills of being able to kind of read other people um but anyway so i'm sitting here in my mind thinking of the teasing aspect as like a way of building up the anticipation increasing excitement or attraction now how do you how do you all tend to think of teasing in general like, what do you like or not like about it? What What is, like, the thoughts that come to your mind? I fucking hate everything about it. Uh, see, that's not really? true. You say that. That's a surface answer. Well, no, I I disagree. Oh, Kimberly. I love okay, you. Go for it, Kimberly. No, I just think it's like, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't have married Steve if I didn't, <laughs> like, teasing. <laughs> oh, my God. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's I mean, cool. it was a little bit overboard sometimes where I'm like, really? I mean, can can you just not do this anymore? But anyway, <laughs> like, I do think it's just fun and flirty and um, makes things a little more interesting. Yeah. 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 But Brandy, what do you, you were saying? Like, you don't like it? Okay. Okay. Let me clarify. I like it if I know that the end result is going to be what I want. Then I'm all on board that train for, all right, let's try to, you know, do the teasing thing. That's fine. So but like, I need to know it's not just purely teasing because, huh? 
So wait, what kind of book first? So you know the happy ending, and then you're like, okay, mm -hmm. now I'm willing to invest in this book. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that'd be yeah. That's, that's but yeah, what type of teasing are we talking about? Because I thought we were talking about like verbal versus sexual. Oh, I went to sexual. Oh, I went to teasing. I, it's all in there. So okay, let's go on. Let me. Okay, there's two different types, right? So there, there is different types of teasing. And that mm -hmm. is one of the things I think is important to kind of recognize because, and I'm going to break it down real simple. There's like negative teasing and positive teasing. Mm -hmm. So like the negative teasing um, is stuff that you really don't want to do. And it sort of is kind of the bullying. So do you remember, gosh, that book, Neil Strauss did the book, The Game. I don't know if you, Kimberly, I know you've read some of, you, you didn't read that book, I know, but you've read some. No. Okay. Um, and they had a section in there where it was like, I don't think he came up with this, but it was like the neg. And basically what you're doing is, oh, here, there's a, I have a Google definition in front of me. Mm. It says, negging is an act of emotional manipulation where a person makes a deliberate backhanded compliment or other negative comment to another person in order to undermine their confidence and increase their need of the manipulator's approval. Okay. So um, I, I'll, I'll give you an example. Yeah, I need an example. Yeah. Okay. So my mom does this to me all the time. She says, well, your brother is in such great shape. You should just take a cue from him and you should work out too. It's like, it's a, like a cut on somebody, you know, it's not really a compliment, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, or I'm surprised you did that well on the report and you know, who helped you with it? Oh, like a backhanded compliment. Yeah. It's presented as a compliment but it's designed to sort of tear you. It's designed to cut you a little bit, you know? And then the theory, and I do love the theory. The theory is like, because you got hurt, you were like, oh, this person, like I need to go get this person's approval so they think I'm okay and that I'm a good person. And so then you try to earn their approval back, right? So that's the whole kind of point of it. Now I see Brandy's mind like imploding or something like that. So it, it, I mean, it's a psychological thing. It would work on anybody, you know, men, women, whatever. Okay. If somebody, if your boss comes up and like does a little dig or something like that, then you're going to sit there and be like, like, gosh, I'm not in the best light. I need to turn around and try to impress this person. It's just, you know, we don't like to know that other people think, I don't know, something bad about us, you know? So then we're always working to kind of, you know, be, be viewed well by them. So that would be, does it make sense? It does make sense to a certain degree, but the only pushback I'm going to give is maybe as you gain more um, self-worth and value, that maybe becomes a little bit less important because I can turn around and look at myself and be like, I know I do great work and I give all that I can give. And I was very confident in this report I submitted. Um, and it was the best version of what I could do, mm -hmm. for example. And so me knowing that and having that own my own confidence before I put myself in the position to hear a comment like that, I'm not, I mean, I might be like, I'm sorry you feel that way, but that really was the best I could do. Or like, is I might ask for ways to improve, but I'm not sure that that would be able to get to me as much as maybe other people. Well, and that's good because I think that there is a defense. Once you understand this, you know, and if, especially if you realize that the person is doing it on purpose to cut mm -hmm. you down, your defense is like going to be, fuck you, right. you know, like you yeah. don't get to cut me down. And what you say is not necessarily mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. you know? So I do think like that, you know, again, talking about this stuff, if we're aware of it, it I don't think people are going to go out and start like 
nagging and cutting on people because mm -hmm. that's not the best. This is, there's better things to do. Okay. But if you are aware of it, it does help give you some defense. If somebody ever tries the thing onto you, you know, it's going to hit in your mind. Like, cause basically what it is, is you're shaming the person. Right. And isn't that more of a reflection on the person that's saying it to you than you, right? It's what's going on it with is. them. What's making them say this towards me. Yeah. I think I feel it, sorry for them. But. Yeah. Because that, that is shaming. You know, that's, that's what shaming yeah. is, is like, you know, mm -hmm. the person who's saying it, it, the statement is really always about them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, you know, and I, I fucking hate shaming. It pisses me off. And it's, but it's one of those things, like once you realize it, like, you know, you can hear it, especially like say like parents and stuff like that, you know, will maybe say things and, you know, it's like they are aware of what they're doing and they're not aware at the same time. You know, they're, I'm just trying to help you by pointing out what your problems are so you can go make improvements, you know, mm -hmm. but the, the trying to help you part is like, I'm just going to cut you. And then mm -hmm. as you're bleeding, then you can figure out what you need to do to make yourself a better, more suitable person. I, that mm -hmm. stuff rubs me the wrong way. Mm -hmm. I'm getting riled up tonight, man. You Look are. Out. <laughs> 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 um, all right. And then the flip side then, I guess, so that's a good example of like negative teasing. And then, like I say, anything that's bullying, anything that's shaming, you, you just, it's not, it's not good. And it's, that stuff is designed to hurt people. That, that's what it is. You know, you're designed to, you're cutting somebody down in order to bring yourself back up by comparison, you know, so that it's, but it's not the best thing to do. We're, we're going to give you much better ideas, listeners, you know, of things to do. You're going to feel great about yourself mm -hmm. versus thinking like, well, I have to go cut people down in order to feel good about it. Right. So, um, positive teasing. So when I was thinking about this, I was like, you know, teasing, Kimberly, tell me what you think. I'm thinking like it's an emotional experience, wouldn't you say? It's like a little bit like riding the roller coaster or like surviving a scary movie. So if, like sure. if, if I'm teasing you in a playful way, whether it's in a scene or just around the house or whatever, it's it kind of it goes with the emotions, doesn't it? Sure. Sure. Thank you for that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So I, I think that's the main thing you're upping. Like if I'm going to say in general, if you're doing the positive thing, it's kind of, you're, you're playing with the other person in order to kind of build up and amp up the excitement or the sexual tension or the positive aspects that you're going to do. Um, so, you know, that said, I, I want to mm -hmm. come back to, let's talk about flirting for a little bit and we can kind of come back to teasing later, mm -hmm. but, um, real quick from when I was doing the class, we, the class was at the mark and uh, their educational guidelines that they have are, are the sick attitudes, S-I-C-K. And so that was like safety conscious, being inclusive, consent based and kind. And so I would say if you're doing some kind of teasing, it needs to fit with that. You know, if you're, if you have that attitude, safety conscious, inclusive, consent based and kind, you're going to have good teasing. The, mm -hmm. the, the negative teasing is going against that stuff. It's, it's trying to, mm -hmm. to hurt somebody. So that's a good, idea. yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Hey, Kimberly. Yeah. What is flirting? Oh my gosh. I didn't even think about this before the show. I didn't know you're going to be like, what is it? I know. Um, I don't have to tell you anything. <laughs> yeah, apparently not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I think it's kind of just like communicating with someone that you like them. Beyond, it can usually be beyond friendship to me. All right. Well, I'm kind of pissed because that is exactly what I had down. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> so, but I didn't, you figured it out. See, she's smarter than me because she figured it out way faster. <laughs> I'm true. sitting there. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, you know, putting my notes down and getting things organized. And then I get to a certain point and I'm like, off, wait a minute. I'm going like, all flirting is, is like admitting to somebody else, either showing, telling them or showing them or demonstrating to them that you have an interest in them, that you kind of like them. That is it. So do you guys have certain ways that you, that being said, I mean, how do you guys send a flirt? You have ways. Brandy's like I. I do not. <laughs> no, I have no idea if I flirt or how I do it or what I do. You, I just. Have you ever told somebody you like them? Hmm. If you tell me no, I'm going to send you to therapy right now. Well, I'm already oh. in therapy, so I'll beat you there. Okay, good. Um, um, <laughs> um, I have not ever told someone I like them before me having known that they were interested or liked me. But this goes back to my fear of rejection. Well, and I don't think that's a bad idea. You know, the more I've thought about this, you know, and and yeah, nobody likes rejection, but Mm -hmm. it's like, if you put yourself out there maybe too early, the person Mm -hmm. might not be ready. So, you know, going back to reading people and how important that is, I think you really do want to be reading the signs and kind of know that Mm -hmm. they do like you. And then, then you can say it and have a certain element of safety, but you're also, you're not saying it too early where it's pushy or where it's scary to somebody. Cause if you're like, I like you and they're like, I don't know how I feel yet. Like that can be kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. And if if they're on the fence that can push them in one direction or another, and 50% of that chance is in the the direction you don't want them to go because you came on too strong. Yeah. Yeah. So once you know, or suspect that they like you, what do you do? I mean, I would just kind of be like, I mean, maybe sort of, I might kind of like you too. And that's what I say. Two, but you, I mean, you wait till they say it first. Like, yeah, I like you. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, I might, maybe, maybe sort of, I like like you too. (laughs) But I say it in like a flirty way, you know, I'm not like Napoleon Dynamite about it. I'm like, I say it in a kind of (laughs) flirty way. Well, I kind of maybe sort of like you too. And then that's Yeah. Kimberly? Oh, what do I say? What's your style? How how do you flirt? Um, I think I'm more kind of actually in the teasing realm. And I'm always like smiling and laughing and having fun with the person. And then I think that can be like, well, we're just friends. So that doesn't necessarily mean anything. But then when you throw in the teasing kind of layer on top of that, then I think people usually get the message. Okay. That's that's good. I'm kind of... Happy to hear you say that because I do think like flirting and teasing are, they're different, you know, but I think they're somehow related. They're probably more related than what I'm aware of at the moment, you know, for while we're talking about this. But so, um, yeah, I think like flirting is a style, you know, how you're going to do it is a style. So you've got to develop your own style. Uh, And there are sort of like, I'm going to say techniques, and we do want to sort of talk about some techniques, but it's like ultimately, you, you need to sort of make it your own and it needs to flow and it needs to feel natural. If something doesn't feel natural, then it's like, it's not a good fit just yet. You know, it can, it can develop, you know, something like that, but it's like, just be aware. Like it, it should come fairly easy. It shouldn't be too hard. If it's something's too hard, then that's a sign. Like mm-hmm. you don't necessarily need to be kind of doing it or doing it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say like, you know, trying to be creative and playful Playful is an awesome word. Creative is an awesome word. Like those are the kind of things that we're doing. You know, we're at the point, like we've seen somebody, we've started talking to them as we're going through these last podcast episodes. Um, You know, we have 
kind of checked them out and read them and we've had these conversations and then usually what's happening and I'll tell you for myself it's like if I meet somebody I don't go right into flirting I don't have I really try not to have like an agenda at first so it might be in the conversation part is where I'm starting to realize like you know this person's pretty cool I do like them to a certain extent you know i might not it might be the first time i met them so i just may be like i'm interested they're interesting you know i like that and so that is like when you're starting to like you said brandy read some signs too that hey there's maybe something mutual then that's maybe where you're going to flirt but it doesn't have to be bad it could be like me with the covid shot lady you know we're like yes this was great i do want to see you again you know in some ways that's flirting because I'm admitting like, I do want to see you again. You know, we're just kind of playing off of it. And so even that is like, that's not real. That's being playful and creative. And, you know, so I'm going to say, I feel like when, sorry, can I interrupt you? Yeah, go for it. Oh, I feel like when you're coming in with an agenda right off the bat, then that's when the person is coming off creepy to me. And I know we've had like another episode where we talk about creepy and what that means, but like that Mm -hmm. is definitely a thing for for creepiness yeah and i also want to kind of turn the tables on you steven and say like i think the listeners are going to be like okay you're telling me great information but like what are actual things that i can say like more concrete examples so do you have those (laughs) i'm sitting going like having like a cheesy line like we don't want to have like lines but I don't know. I, you know what I love is I, I'm thinking like, well, maybe Kimberly like read through some of the notes before this podcast. And then I'm like, nope, she didn't. No, no but that's perfect. <laughs> I am going to do that. That's actually what I want to roll into. Oh, okay. Is like, Sorry. Is really um, this. I'm going to say some flirting. Think of it a little bit of like art, the art of flirting. And so you've got to make your own style. So what I wanted to do as far as like trying to teach, teach it and inspire people is to give some examples so that you know, listeners can, you can steal things from, them, you know, and, and I think that's the best way. I don't want to be so structured. Like first you do this, then you go to step two. If person says no, go back to step one. Like that, that's not as good. And I, but I think to have mental images of some things just to keep in mind, it's like, that's going to, I think it's more helpful, you know? And the other thing is like, how often have you paid attention to the different ways people or artists or commercials sort of flirt and tease and, and, and are playful. So really think of it as this way, think of it as playful. So, um, okay. So I think we've talked about a lot of it, you know, and trying to make your own techniques. Uh, so some examples, okay. So flirting to, I'm going to say up the attraction to like increase attraction, flirting and teasing. That's basically what they're doing. They're intensifying or, or you can use it to intensify attraction. So teasing demonstrates your personality as you're doing it, so, you know, and uh, while making the other person want more of you, that's really what you're doing. You know, you're kind of, if, if you're doing teasing in a good, fun way, then the reason it is attractive is that the person enjoys it and they want to be around you more. So that's why they want more of you, okay? Um, you can also do it though for building trust. So teasing should be used really kindly, you know, in ways. And if you're so, if you're again doing it well, then the person ends up kind of knowing you're not te- going to tear them down, you know. And so it ends up becoming like a nice trust building uh, activity or experience. It becomes a nice trust building ex- experience. Um, and then teasing is like secret keeping. You know, that's a tr- that's trust 
between two people. So, you know, so it could be something like, you know, how kinky the person really is, and you're going to play with that, but you're also going to keep them safe. Okay. So it might be like the two of you are going to do stuff in the bedroom, but you're not going to go out and tell everybody else in the world, like what you do in the bedroom, you know, that is building trust, you know, so you're sort of, yeah. Um, and then you can kind of do, I'm just going to say like kind of both at the same time, really with like creating shared experiences. So if you're, as an example, like um, playing with vulnerability. So like in, in one example, it's like, um, let me say this, the way you think, Brandy, it's so dirty and it's just slutty, but I love it. And I'm flattered that you share it with me. And it's just like our little secret. And that feels good, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I'm letting you be dirty and I'm letting you be slutty and I'm not going to tell anybody. It's just between you and me and yeah. it's our little secret, you know. And then when you're playing with the vulnerability, you know, it, it's like uh, one, you're you're making the person feel vulnerable. That's actually what's going on. I'm saying you're a dirty slut, you know, and pointing it out. I'm just pointing out the truth, Brandy. That's all I'm doing, you know. <laughs> and then I'm going to come back in and be like, number two, like help you feel secure and say like, hey, it's our secret. You know, it's fine. It's fine that you're a dirty slut. It's our secret. I love that you just laughed at this whole thing. And then like three, you're saying like, I like you because of it. Like I'm flattered that you're going to share this with me, this, this part of you or this secret part of you. And you should be flattered because it takes fucking courage for some to somebody to share that stuff with you, you know? So it's like, it takes courage does, to be a slut people. It does. It does. You can't just, you can't just be a slut. You gotta no, fucking work courage. that shit. Right. <laughs> Hey, Kimberly, what do you think about that? You know, from one slot to another. <laughs> oh, funny. So, uh, so Kimberly, okay. So I wanted to ask you, Kimberly, Kimberly loves burlesque. She did her thesis on burlesque. So if we're going to talk about like, so I'm going to try to give some metaphors as examples. Okay. So, and, and so technique, just take these as inspiration, right? But Kimberly, the burlesque dancer, I think is a great, mental image if you kind of understand what the burlesque dancers are doing then i think you're going to be able to understand like what is teasing how do you tease in a good way how do you amp up and build that traction traction so can you tell us a little bit about like you know honestly before i met you i knew kind of what burlesque was but um i didn't know it's a level i now know so do you want to give us a little bit of education on burlesque Sure. Even though um, it's kind of hard to describe if you haven't ever seen it, I would really encourage anyone to go check out um, your local burlesque shows whenever they're open after COVID. But um, burlesque is really like, I'm going to show you a little, I'm going to take it away. I'm going to show you a little, I'm going to take it away. I'm going to show you a little more. And then I'm going to like come back, pull it back. And then it kind of like, is step by step you're showing a little more and a little more and, and kind of taking two step forward and one step back and then in the end there's this big reveal where the burlesque dancer shows whatever they're going to show you whether that be breasts or butt or whatever wouldn't it be faster to just go out there and just take your clothes off sure and that, Why is that not could as be good? interesting but this is more tantalizing i feel like because you you're amping things up yeah. and it's kind of like um in the bedroom like it's always more interesting to have that foreplay than it is to go straight to whatever you're gonna do in my opinion 
so what what happens if you're a person and you're thinking like, okay, well, I, I get that. I get what you're saying. I've seen burlesque. I love it. But then they might be thinking like, but I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that for my partner. What would you recommend? How, like, how do you so make what it are pleasing? You, are you talking about flirting when you like or, somebody? Or No, no, no. I'm saying like for me, let's say I want to turn my wife okay. on and I want to do okay. a burlesque dance for her. Okay. Oh. So I'm like, hey, Kimberly, come sit here on the bed. I'm going to dance for you. Okay. But then I mean, I'm like, I don't necessarily know how to do it. So what tips would you give me to where I could be a better dancer for you? What to, So I can tease you. I mean, I feel like you really have to be confident in what you're doing and really be like vulnerable and willing to put yourself out there, first of all, or else it's not going to come off well. And really, um, so ex for example, a lot of the burlesque dancers will have long gloves and they'll take them off finger by finger by finger and slowly pull off the glove and then twirl it around or throw it at the other person. Oh, um, or when they take it off, like they use their teeth to take the glove oh, off yeah, finger. That's oh, one. that's a good one. And then like pulling the <laughs> panties down halfway and then pulling them back up. Um, those are like more, I guess, concrete examples of, of giving a burlesque dance. No, those are good. Yeah, and that's like sort of like teasing denial. I'm taking my panties off. No, not just yet. I'm gonna mm -hmm. leave them on a little bit longer. You know, and it makes the person think like almost like a sense of loss. Like, no, wait, I wanted I right. thought they me down. Why they we go were back we up? were invested in that. What you're taking I know. away from us. Like, what do I have to do to get you to take the panties off? You know, and then it's like, well, then I'm gonna do this and yeah. So the whole tease, why is it fun? I think some of it's a mystery, like you don't know what's going to come off and what's going to stay on. So that makes it fun to not know how far it's going to go. Um, mm -hmm. So that's enjoyable for me to watch. That's I feel like it's just built up until you get more excited and more excited. And you're like, wait, waiting for this thing to happen. And what is like Brandy said, like, what is the thing going to be? And then it happens. I feel like though like the whole concept of burlesque can be translated into flirting in that like like we talked about earlier i'm not going to come on super strong but i'm going to like take things in incremental steps until in the end we're kind of admitting more directly like hey i like you mm -hmm. yeah you know and i think the burlesque dancer i mean kimberly and i've gone to some burlesque okay and so you're there with a crowd of people right and the, the person's up there and they're dancing but they are they like the crowd, you know, like, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying necessarily just in a straight up pervy way, like oh, I'm in front of it, but it's like, Oh they no, like, there's a lot of like interaction between yeah. the it's dancer. Really, yeah. And very and positive. Yeah. No, I love it. I mean, I sort of like, you know, I'm just like cheer them on. I love the art mm -hmm. aspect of it. I mean, it really is. So I will also add that, um, several years ago before COVID, I would take a burlesque class every year and learn a new song. Oh. I'd only done that for two years in a row before COVID happened, but I really enjoyed it just for, it felt very liberating to do. And then I got excited about my own tease being like, okay, how can I like take this off really in a sexy way, you know, and like trying to improve on that. Um, so it's like a whole thing, even I think for some of the dancers or burlesque dancers. Yeah. So yeah. actually that's, that's good. Let's suggest that go take a burlesque class, 
You know, oh, like yeah. if, if you do that, you're going to learn not just the burlesque and the teasing that way, you know, but you're going to learn in general teasing so that you're going to be doing it in a conversation. It's going to make you, I think, that much more flirtatious. Mm-hmm. You're going to, you know, that much more playful. Learn how to crawl across the floor. Yeah. Got to go real slow and kind of like throw your hip on each side. Anyway, very educational. <laughs> Love it. So if that isn't accessible to you, what is mm-hmm. more common is probably like the stripper or the pole dancing classes. And mm-hmm. those can also kind of teach you some of the same skills. Um, although it might be in a different way, but they translate. Well, and there's also videos on YouTube. Like if there was like a certain move I couldn't get down, like the shoulder shimmy was really difficult for me. Yeah. Um, I right. would just watch the YouTube video, which was super helpful right. too. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying you don't have to like put in money necessarily for this stuff if you want to learn it. But yeah. well, I'm yeah. just thinking like not every city has burlesque classes. Sure. So. Right. Yeah. And And there are everybody does burlesque like there are men that do burlesque it's not mm-hmm. just like, just women it's it's you know all sorts of people do it so just keep that in mind um one other thing that i was just thinking about though is like what if you're not comfortable doing the dancing you know like what else can i do and what comes to my mind that i love is tease and denial you know because in in a lot of forms and i know we've talked about this sometimes but it's like anybody can go get off. It's not just the getting off aspect, but it's often, it is the fact that it's the two people and they're interacting and how are they interacting, the playfulness, you know, and the back and forth and you're, you're creating something, you know? And so, yes, it's wonderful to get off Brandy, but it's like the journey along the way is, I think is what really makes it special, you know? And if you do it really well, then often you don't have a half an orgasm like Kimberly unless you're half sleeping and yell out stop by accident but uh you know you didn't hear you didn't hear the silent and don't steven (laughs) no she did not do that she went stop and just like yelled it out and so i stopped i thought okay Okay. whoa man like you know you can get to that part where it's like too sensitive Mm -hmm. and i thought we have passed Mm -hmm. it and like i better look out Mm -hmm. and then it was like no Oh no. Oh, and I said what you said. So. But yeah, but but tease and denial is a really good thing. Just because and I'm gonna use you as an example, Brandy, but it's like just because you're like, no, like I want to come. I want that I'm like, you're saying that, but that's only half true. Like you're there's more to it. And I'm not you should always be respectful of what the person says, you know, but you can sometimes what they say is it can be a little bit like they've not thought it all the way through. Well, yeah, but it also depends on the way you read that. If I say, yeah, I just want to come, but that doesn't mean I, I, I said I wouldn't do things along the way to make me, you know, for me to come. Like you can read that if you wanted to playfully. Right. Yeah. yeah. So when you say I want to come, so one of the other th- thoughts or metaphors that I have in my head, a lot of times is like the carrot and the horse where you hang the, thing that the person wants in front mm-hmm. of them. So mm-hmm. Brandy, like when you and I have played, like, I know you want to come. Mm-hmm. I, so, you know, just and I know what you're good at, you know, I'm just, <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to, I'm not going to let you come right away, mm. you know, and I might let you think you're about to, but then I might take it away. I might do the teaser now. And, and, but I know in the end, it's like, you're going to be happy in the end, you right. know, like, and yeah. I know we're going to get there. And I know you're like, if you leave me, I'm going to be pissed Swear off. Where to God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm scared of that. So that's not going to happen. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, but no, but I do, but the whole teasing. So I know you want to come and that gives me material to like, okay, now we're, as we're going to play, you know, what can we do? So it could be something like, you know, and it's not just 
it's not just like playing in the bedroom, you know, mm -hmm. but it could be like having a flirty conversation at the same time. Flirting is exploring, you know, so as mm -hmm. you're at the coffee shop and you're talking about this thing, pay attention for like what the other person wants. Like, what is that carrot that you can dangle mm -hmm. in front of them? You're not going to dangle it to be mean. You're going to dangle it to kind of help build the experience and the, and the connection you're going to, you know, you, so it's like finding out something that the person wants is not to manipulate them, but it's usually like, okay, now we have something that we can work towards together, you know? Um, and that's going to help, you know, give like, you're giving the person something, you know, find out what they want, something real so you can give them value. And that could be like, I need, I want to be accepted. I want to be understood. I want, you know, to see loyalty. You can give entertainment, fun, something new, or you could give the experience, you know, that sort of emotional journey or growth that kind of goes on from having that shared experience. Those can all be great carrots to have. And that's what we do a lot of times with our kink and BDSM. If we're doing a scene, you know, it's like you figure out something like Brandy likes to get off. Okay, well, I'm going to tease her and, you know, we're going to draw that out. And that creates this experience, you know, that, mm -hmm. that is good. And that builds attraction, that builds trust and builds the connection that goes through that, you know, but it's, you're, you're holding something a little bit can, in a playful, fun way, mm -hmm. can be really kind of good. And that leads me into uh, game theory, which is my own kind of term for this. But I know, I know there is like game theory, like there is a, there's talks about it. There's a master class on game theory, which, you know, is great. But I'm going to say like game theory is like, who you know, who likes to be manipulated? Nobody. Okay. It's like, we don't like that kind of control, but what I found you got, you both know this because I've done it with you all, you know, is like, I love to manipulate you, but it's like when I'm doing it and I'm like telling you, like, I'm going to manipulate you. I'm going to make you decide not to come Brandy because you know, such and such, whatever I'm going to do. And I play with the idea that it's manipulation, but what is really going on there is it's like, we're playing a game. You know, mm -hmm. I'm playing a game. It's not that I'm doing mm -hmm. it sort of to be mean or anything like that. You know, it's a game. And so what would maybe normally be considered manipulation is not when, because everybody knows it's a game. And so the game theory, going back to like flirting is being playful. Everything changes when it's a game, you know? So if you can have something like, I know that you want to come, but I think that you may choose not to, because once you come, then it's all over. And, and Brandy, is that really what you want? Kimberly, is that really what you want? You know, on the other hand, if you just like deny yourself, Kimberly, just, just don't get off just yet, you know, just deny it for a little bit and let the intensity, everything grow on you. Like, that's what you really want. Isn't that what you want? Do you want it to end or do you want to just get off the vibrator? It depends. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, pointing out that like all, you know, I'm going to say that example right there. All you're doing is you're pointing out to the person. Like they have a choice, they have a decision to make, you know, do they want this to end? And if you play that well, the person will be like, I, like I'm having so much fun. I don't want it to end. Please do not make me come. And then it's like, what? You don't want to come? You know, you can flip everything back around. All that is, is just being playful. And that's why I'm going to say it's like, it's sort of that game theory. You know, you're, you're maybe acting like manipulating somebody. You're not, you're really playing a game with them. Um, real fast, that reminds me, if you have things that are opposite or contradictory, that can be really kind of fun to, to, to sort of play with, you know? So if you're, um, lo looking for things that you don't share in common can be good too. So I want to throw this example out there. Okay. So let's say like, 
I don't know, Brandy, you're, you're very active. You, I don't know if you, you, you still run. Um, not currently. Okay. But like you would run, I, mm -hmm. I cannot run. So I might be like, you know, Hey, you, you can, so you go running, you know, you go do that, go do your running, go have fun. I'm going to be here, you know, by, by myself. When you come back, I'll have the coffee ready and the breakfast and all that. Okay. You, but will you have vacuum, Stephen? I'm not going to have vacuums. Not going to vacuum. <laughs> mm, <laughs> but the point is like one, not to, you don't have to do everything the other person wants, you know, and you're kind of doing like, what am I doing? Okay. And, but they have the sort of the opposite sometimes to kind of play in there. Like, I'm not going to go do that. You know, that can sort of be sort of like that teasing thing kind mm -hmm. of, maybe it's mm -hmm. a little bit of a stretch, you know, but those kind of, you know, opposite contradictory things. And even in sentences, you know, it'd be like, that is so wonderfully dirty. You know, that's again, it's kind of an opposite mm -hmm. contradictory thing that you're putting together. Mm -hmm. And, and those are, that's really just being playful. So, uh, I wanted to save this one for the end. I wanted to kind of give like an example. This is a, I guess a real world example, um, that I experienced with somebody teasing in a scene. So when we, when we say the word scene, what we're talking about is, um, like a sex scene, you know, so this could be something at the bedroom in this particular case. Um, it was myself and somebody else playing at our, at our club, you know, and so we were getting ready to do it. So, um, but what you're trying to do here is, is when I'm when I'm often going to play with somebody, at really any any time, even like Kimberly, when Kimberly and I played last night, it's like I still kind of go through my head thinking like, you know, why are we doing this? What am I trying to do? What does she want and need out of it? What do I want? You know, put something together. And a lot of times it's kind of, to me anyway, it feels a little artistic, um, kind of like a burlesque person, you know, where they're, they're doing art, you know, they're doing... They're doing more maybe performance than what I guess what I'm doing, but it's like I'm still trying to think like what am I trying to do? What am I trying to, you know, make this? And Stephen, just to interrupt real quick, I think that yeah. that's almost part of your build up to a scene too is the planning and trying to figure out what's going to be fun for everyone. Mm -hmm. Like I think that's what gets you charged up before a scene, if you will. It's almost like your um, way of getting to like the top space, if you will, maybe. Yeah, yeah. In a way, okay. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. yeah. And so this example I'm going to give, sort of like you're saying, kind of is sort of my mm -hmm. style or one of the things I want that I do. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I don't know that everybody does this. So this is just mm -hmm. one thing, okay? But, um, so for me, like I, you know, I have a real conversation with a play partner, and it's to find out, you know, what do they want to explore. So this is not like five minutes before the scene. This is like we're just talking. You know, this could be the kind of thing you're doing maybe over coffee. You know. Uh, and it's like, you know, so what do you want to explore? And you're really kind of looking for like, what are the common ground areas that we can do something together, you know? Um, and you know, what is something maybe that you're like a little bit nervous about or just have not ever done before? So you're, if you do something that's kind of too safe, it can be kind of boring, you know? But what I found is like, these are good questions to ask, like to find that, like, what is something that you have not done before that you are nervous about or whatever? So in this example, she comes back and she tells me, she goes like, well, I really would like to be able to kind of give up control and power, but that's so hard for me to do. Like, it's basically so scary, you know? And as soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, gr great. Like, that's something we can deal with. Like, that's, you've told me something, you know? So then it's like, how, how can we do this? How can we find a way to, to do that? And again, that's, that's what so much of BDSM and kink really are is like, how can we do this thing in a safe way? Don't ever tell Steven your weaknesses or he'll use <sighs> them. 
Mm-hmm. But you want to tell me th- your weaknesses so that I can use them. Oh. You'll like it. <laughs> That's a yes. <laughs> so, yes. Um, right. I know. And that's what it is. But it's not necessarily weaknesses. But it's if you're saying like, well, like this person was like, I would like this idea, but it's scary for me. You know, so then in my mind, I'm like, okay, so how can let's figure out a way to do this that is safe enough for you to go through it and do it, you know, so you're trusting me, you know, and again, this is where it's really connecting, um, you know, but if we can do this and if I can give her this experience that I know that's a huge gift, you know, and honestly, that makes me feel really good, you know, so I'm kind of excited, like, okay, we're going to try to do this thing. And then you're nervous, like, what if it goes wrong and all that? So as we're having more conversations about it, we just, we figure out bondage, you know, that's what we need to do. We need to do bondage. Okay. Because bondage is about giving, you know, giving up control, giving up the power. One person's kind of at that point has it. The other person, they don't, you know? And, uh, so as we get into, you know, the night comes and we go to start our scene, you know, at the club and we're there and we're doing our thing. And one of the things I used was a blindfold and I put the blindfold on her which again, what's it do? It takes away your sight, you know, so that's control and power. And we had not played very much before. I mean, we, maybe we hadn't played at all, but this might've been, I don't know. I remember it's it first or second time. Right. And so putting the blindfold on became really scary to her. And, um, so at that point in time, I realized like, okay, I've got to stop for a second and just, just hold her, you know, and just be like, I'm not going to do anything. I put my hands on her shoulders and was like, I'm not going to do anything. You know, I, I don't want to take the blindfold off. If you tell me I have to, I will. But can I just leave it on? I'm not going to do anything. We're just going to sit here for a minute and you just get comfortable with it. And and she did, you know, and that was really good. So that's an example too. Like you're sort of pausing things. You're trying to keep things safe so the person doesn't like, you know, yell, they have to get out of there, you know. And again, you're building trust. So we went, go through and we do that. And um, so much of that scene that we did afterwards, after, you know, putting the blindfold on her and then doing some of the bondage of tying her down. The interesting thing is like, I, I have to hit her and hurt her a little bit. And it's like, why is that important? Okay. The, the point is just to kind of show that like, she can't stop it. You know, she can't stop me. Like I have the power. If I wanted to, I could hurt you. So you don't hurt the person really bad, but you can like hit them hard enough that like, how that hurts. And then they just realize like, oh shit, I cannot stop this, you know? Mm-hmm. So that is playing with that control and the power. Um, bending the person around, putting them in different positions, you know, they can't help it. They're, you know, they're stuck, you know, and you're putting, again, it's control and it's sort of power that you're doing. And then it's just fun to just make the person come. You just pull it right out of them. They can't help it. It's not in their control. You hold the Hitachi magic mm-hmm. wand, the best mm-hmm. thing in the world. The person mm-hmm. cannot help it, right? Mm-hmm. They can try. You should encourage them. Try not to come because you don't <laughs> want to be a slut, you know? And just hold it up there, pull it out of them, you know? And then you'd be like, oh my God, you have no control, you know? Like you really are helpless and you have no control. You're playing with that whole kind of thing that they wanted to do but it was scary to him. You've done it in, in a, you know, in, in a fun, playful kind of way. And then there's that whole connection part because you've done this thing, you've kept them safe, you've had this cool shared experience. It just builds everything. It really helps, you know. So, but what I want the point here of that that example there is to think of it as that's all flirting. That whole scene is flirting. You know, it's it's like I do like you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm not always going to do it in the way you want. 
but we're going to, we're going to, you know, there's boundaries, you know, but again, game theory, we're going to make it a game. And yes, sometimes I do have to hurt you a little bit so that you understand that you do not have the ability to stop me. So, uh, so just, I guess real fast in summary, then for people, you know, listening, think of it this way, you got flirting and teasing they're really just sort of techniques in a lot of way. And you want to, you know, flirting is like saying that I like you. It could be, you don't necessarily have to say the words. It could be showing that you like it. It could be grabbing to hold somebody's hand, you know, anything like that. But that's basically what flirting is really saying. I like you. And then teasing is more like, I'm going to say a gift that you're giving to help build up the intensity. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a withdrawal kind of, way of doing it you know you're not giving it exactly the way they want it but you're helping to build up the intensity so that in that way i'm going to say that's kind of like a a technique um Mm -hmm. i would say you know you treat these things like a art form something that you can kind of create that fits your sort of style that feels right to you everybody's so i'm giving examples and these are my examples and kind of my style don't feel like you have to do it this way you know but it's like don't do things that don't feel right you know, you'll, you'll, you'll figure out your own kind of thing. And again, it takes some practice. Just be playful, be kind, do not shame people, do not belittle. Just if you have that attitude, like I'm not going to do that kind of stuff, then you'll be good. And if you do something and it, I do this all the time by accident, I'm too much, you know, and it's like, I've pushed a little bit too far. Then you just apologize, say, all right, sorry, you know, didn't mean to do that, you know, and, and the other person, they'll, they'll be able to tell that, you know, yeah, you, you've got a good heart about it. And you're creating emotional experiences and the burlesque dancer, that's the best example I can think of, you know, Mm -hmm. as far as what teasing is and the things that burlesque people do, you know, why do they do it? What is it doing? It really is kind of a cool thing to study. And it is, I really love burlesque. I mean, I, it, it, it's great. I love it more than like, say just straight up stripping. And it's, I don't know exactly why, but I'm going to say because of the, the art and the thought and you can just tell there's a lot of love put into it mm-hmm. stripping too you know but the burlesque is it's just a little different it's a little different so i, mm-hmm. I really appreciate it a lot um no homework this week kids <laughs> yes just go out and practice your flirting oh man that's home however you do it you need to you know flirt with the the covid nurses flirt with whoever (laughs) flirting you know and saying you like somebody does not have to be romantic you know you can just oh you know i did do one little flirting but then as soon as i did i was like oh man that did not sound right all right okay so i went to the dentist the other day and had to have like a dental procedure done and um anyway a side story i love medical play so i was like this is like pay for play but whatever thoroughly enjoyed it but um he came in the room and my mouth was like half numb and he said he he said his name and i didn't hear him and i said huh and he said well i've been called worse and i was like listen i'll call you whatever you want to because i need my tooth fixed or whatever he's like oh we could have fun now and then i was like oh man no that's not the way i meant it i was just like i need i understand that like you have the tooth that I want on my tooth. Like I, like it wasn't a thing. And then I just got all in my head about it and was like, shit, did I just come off in a bad way? Like I was flirting with my dentist. It's not a bad way because <laughs> no, because what you've done is you were being playful. And so you're sort of saying like, I like you. You're about to do all this work in my mouth. I like you. I think I would say that. I would say that to him. Uh, uh, with the, imagine <laughs> so, my mouth happening on me trying to say that. Like, oh, uh, yeah, like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, no, for, it was, oh, goodness. 
I don't think flirting always has to be like the straight up direct flirting. I, I think when I've thought about myself, it's like I'm not doing it at first of like, I'm going to start flirting now. You know, it really is like an innocent kind of like, oh, I do. I do like you. What you just said, that was interesting. You know, those kind mm -hmm. of things. It's very kind of friendly. And then yeah. I think it can develop more into, you know, romantic or sexual interest, but it doesn't necessarily have to start that way. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that I, should count. Does that count in my one? And I didn't even realize I was doing it. Definitely counts. Yes. Thanks. You get it. You get half a gold star. Okay, I'll take it. Kimberly's half of an orgasm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I don't know which one's worse. <laughs> um. Okay. So thank you, everybody. So we'll wrap up here with the, uh, as a reminder, we have like our eight point guide to flirting and seduction. Um, we're working through the eight points with, you know, touching on, you know, an hour long episode or longer than an hour for a lot of them to kind of go over each of the eight points. Um, but we have a PDF we've put together that's on the website. So if you want that, you can go to the website um, and, and you can download it and get it for you know, and that's going to be a guide and i think what i'm going to do later is expand on it and take sort of what we've done from the podcast and put a summary in there so you've got not just the overview which is what it is now but um you know expand on it and give people a little bit kind of more of uh not necessarily straight up written but but yeah like a written and some graphics and whatever like that for what is attraction what is trust how do you know again how these things work i think that would be a kind of a good summary so that it's something I kind of came up with that I'm going to develop over time. So if you get the PDF now, it doesn't mean you can't go get the, the other PDF later on. You know, I'll make sure you get a link to where you can download the updated one if we if we update it. So that's that's at the website, ethicalseduction.com. Check out next, the Insta because it's fun. Mm -hmm. Say it again? I'm just telling people to check out our Instagram because it's fun. It's fun and ridiculous, but good. Yeah, it is. Well, we have actually, I feel like we have a good mix of stuff now. At first it was me just posting, you know, this basically the artwork for the different episodes. And now there's Steve with his My Little Pony Band-Aid and uh, Brandy with her cat playing in her kink closet mm -hmm. and nice pictures of Kimberly. And oh. we did post one like of us right before we went down to the club, you know, because so that yeah, was like, yeah, we're all dressed up. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, next week, Kimberly and I are out and Ava and Brandy, they have oh, an idea so and they're not telling I'm us so what jealous. they're going to do. Yeah. So we're out and Ava and Brandy were like, can we just do what we want to do? Mm -hmm. and so I said, yes. Podcast takeover. And I said that mom and dad trust you guys. <laughs> and Gave no, us the password and everything. No parties. You know, no strangers. I don't want any, like any mm -hmm. strangers let into the house or, you know, mm -hmm. crazy sex, things mm -hmm. like that, you know, but not. yeah. So mm -hmm. we, we, yeah. we love and we trust you. Yeah. And trust mm -hmm. has to be earned, Brandy. So, mm. Ask for so, forgiveness, not for permission. Right. That might be what happens <laughs> in two weeks when I'm mom and dad come back. 
if anybody who has questions, you know, or want have a topic or something like that, you can email me at steven at ethicalselection.com. You can leave us a voicemail. There's a button on the website. Just click on it. Check out our Instagram. Check out our FetLife page. Check out ethicalselection.com. Uh, we're also on Pinterest. That's not the best place to go to look for things, but we do have boards. So with like articles that we like, I'm trying to filter through and only have kind of decent articles. I uh, can't swear that they're all that way because it takes a long time to read through everything, but you know, I can kind of scan through them. And so I'm trying to have a good place for people to go get decent information from that. So if you're on Apple podcasts, give us a love on, and you give us a rating if you'd like to do that on the show. And uh, yeah. So, so next week ought to be interesting. And then after that, we're doing, gosh, I can't even remember what it is. It's a special guest. Is that where we have a guest? Yeah. Oh, we do have a guest. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's right. Thank you. So when we come back, we're having uh, Navi Bliss, who's like an actual certified counselor uh, and coach. And she does a lot of like this kind of similar stuff that we do, but she's got a little bit different angle. And I thought that would be really cool to bring her on. So we're going to be talking more. She's really interested in like authenticity. So that's definitely something we're going to get into. But yeah, definitely different angle. And I thought that would be great from like, we all have our kind of way we are to bring in somebody who's got a different sort of experience, but still interested in the same subjects. I thought that would be fun. So, mm-hmm. so that's in two weeks. So thank you everybody. And Kimberly and I will talk in two weeks and Brandy and Ava are going to be up to something next week. Mm-hmm. So, so thank excited. you. Uh, bye. Bye. bye.